Perry Mason Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we're going to be starting out covering, I guess, the most uncreative name of first episode ever, Chapter One. Well, I mean, I think the most uncreative is the typical pilot. So, I mean, we, we threw a little bit of a curveball. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. You know, <laughs> I guess when I'm thinking about this show, I'm thinking, we were. I, I guess I just had high expectations of, uh, you know really charismatic names of titles or something of that nature. Hey, everyone knows how much we appreciate a good title, you know, all the way back to Into the Badlands, Smoking Crow, Hidden Tiger, you know, things yes. like that. And now we're Smoking Crow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I think we just, we always look at the titles and we always try to say, do we find anything that matches the episode? Yes. And uh, chapter one, I, I got nothing. The only chapters I got here is yep. you open books here and you get alcohol. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, My kind of book. Yeah, booze uh, books. Booze books, yeah. <laughs> Have y'all ever... Um, Ever actually hollowed out a book? Uh, I tried one time. It is a job. Oh, because uh, you you have to do page by page, and it's absolutely brutal. Yeah, I mean, I, after watching Andy Dufresne do what he did, I was like, I gotta try something. I gave up after about twenty pages. I did it. Most uh, obvious book choice: Treasure Island, and uh, felt pretty proud about that. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. But it's, it's, it's anyway. been a while. Yeah. And we were doing a murder mystery. Got, got a little brain teaser to warm everybody up. Yeah. Okay. So what makes a mammal? You've got hair and produce milk, correct? I think that's some of it. You, you, you know more than I do already. <laughs> Is a coconut a mammal? Do they consider a coconut having hair? Yeah. It is furry. And it has milk. There you go. But I think also being a mammal means you give live birth. Possibly. Because I know the platypus. platypus is a, egg, no egg. Yeah. So there we go. Who knows? Curveball. Go ahead. Let us know. Hit us wow. up on Twitter. Wow. Okay. Nice little brain teaser. Warm everybody up. Happy Father's <laughs> if Day to everybody If they haven't already shut our podcast off, <laughs> you have done a good job of making sure they will now. But uh, yeah. happy Father's Day to all of y'all yeah, out there. Happy Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But, all right. Give me your thoughts on episode one, chapter one. What did we think of Perry Mason so far? I think the costume designer and set designer has already won. Bagged that award <laughs> to start with. Um, His coat alone. Oh, my God. I love that coat. <laughs> All of it. And just um, the lighter. Like I mean, this lighter gets more screen time than half the actors and can't so, say enough about it. So they're lighting it like a movie from the 30s or mm-hmm. 40s or whatever, Dude, just but it, not in black and white. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, Does it have the noir no. quite? Yeah. Well, even the stuff when you had the the car running scene and you get the screen moving with it and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, like it, it was, even felt like a fake. Yeah, it felt like a 30s movie. Yeah, it felt like 30s yeah. Hollywood. I mean, fantastic stuff. Well, I mean, and just going back, everyone's lighting each other's cigarettes. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. that's exactly what was going on back then. And everybody chain smokes mm-hmm. and smoking indoors, all all that stuff. I love it. Yeah, without even thinking, it's just you're smoking indoors. You just offer a cigarette. Like, that, that's the politeness here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this has one of the best, if not funniest, sex scenes I've ever seen in television. Oh so it, it already ranks. <laughs> we were sitting it there already ranks. <laughs> I mean, we, we had some true cackles just sitting there yeah. watching this thing. Him getting wedged between the bed and the wall <laughs> with a leg. Oh, my goodness. Worse. <laughs> I mean, she was using him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then by the end, can you give me some mezcal? I'm not your help. Get yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought it started off great. I mean, it's throwing a little intrigue out there. Um, it's throwing. He it did a good job of kind of giving you a background about it. The characters, partners, um, you know, the lawyer E. B. You know, really great to see Robert Patrick in this role. 
I mean, there's a lot of going on here. A lot of great actors. Um, well, and then just some of you are like, I've seen you before. I'm not sure where I've seen you. And then it's HBO just hitting us over the head again of reusing the same actors, different roles. And I can't thank them enough. Yeah, it, it's good. I mean, like I said, I, there, this episode had a lot of everything. It had a really cool intrigue. It had some darkness. It had some murder violence. It had some great comedy. Um, you know, hilarious nudity. I mean, you name it. I mean, like... There was some really, I mean, this, it really covered the spectrum, if you could say, for an HBO opening show. Um, Not boring in the slightest. No, and I think it set the hook for the drama aspect of it. I do feel like I, I am just a, a touch disappointed that it's not going towards a true mystery. Does that make sense? Or I don't feel that way after the first episode. Does that make sense? Well, you may have felt that way until you saw the cop walk exactly. in and shoot all the guys. That was my big deal. Um, so that makes it more of a, you kind of know what's going on. Maybe. But you're, but you're watching Perry Mason flounder in it or something? I don't uh, know. I mean, we've still got this big church hanging, looming over everything, if Which that's got a big aspect. Obviously going to be a large part of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, like we said, we we're watching the episode. I mean, the guy is, he works at a grocery store. He lives a modest home. Who has a hundred thousand dollars? Back in, in the nineteen thirties, rise the Great right. Depression's hit. So I mean, like the money, the, who got kidnapped, and then the you know the connection with Robert Pactor's character and all this money and connections in this church. I mean, it's it's hitting you heavy, very heavily on the head that this is going to be somehow centrally focused about this entire thing. And so I mean, like is. The, Am I going to get the mystery and who done it or things like that? Are we going to be picking up the bed crumbs like Perry Mason does in us to try to solve it at the end? Or is it more about the drama of him being in a controversial case and the political sides of it? You know, because I mean, when you read the synopsis of this season, it's talking about it being more towards the political and the corruption and things of that nature. Maybe not so much a true mystery for you to dissect as the viewer. I meant. Honestly, I have no idea which way they're going to go. Because like you said, it makes it feel like the church is going to be massively involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, from this episode, it makes you think, oh, it's definitely whatever church is looming behind, you know, Robert Patrick's character and the Dotsons and stuff like that. But I almost feel like that's too easy. And to just throw that right at you in the very beginning, which is why the part with the cops, the detective partner coming in and obviously being a part of the whole situation, you know, kind of makes it throw a little wrench in that mm -hmm. that's I, I don't know i just i don't i have a, i have no idea necessarily where it's going yet well i, I mean I, I have ideas brewing i think the one key element here you know one or two things they keep talking about i mean like what are the odds that this cart you know is that you know this was it called heavenly angel or angel i forget what the cart was called that he was riding angel flight angel flight and then the the one detail the stitching of the eyes. You know what I mean? It, why Why is that element a part of this situation? I mean, if you kill a kid to take ransom money, okay. You know what I mean? To me, that's sensationalizing the death for, for exposure. You want exposure for there to be a reason. You know, and so are you doing this to expose what? You know what I mean? So... That is, that's the angle people, in my mind, need to be looking at. Is this to expose where money is coming from this church? Is it angled toward church? Or is it exposing to make the crime horrific so that they can have a patsy so someone can 
you know, nail them to the wall and make it for a political gain? Or is there a DA going for mayor? I mean, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Is there, what angle they're going for? Because there's sensation, you're sorry, sensation, <laughs> not a word, sensationalizing the crime by stitching the eye. And so that is the true motive. And so that, to me, that's where we got to be looking at when we watch this. I mean, Robert Patrick's character, Baggerly, when he was sitting down with EB and Perry Mason, Mason asked him, why aren't you just going with LAPD? He goes, I don't trust them. Then we find out at the end of the episode, oh, there's a reason he didn't trust them. So is he thinking there's dirty and he already knows they're behind him? And like, we're just going to be going back and forth trying to figure out who wins. Or was it just a coincidence that he just doesn't trust LAPD? Or do you do what smart criminals do and do everything you can to solve the case against yourself? <laughs> like, so you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, you know, well, we've put every effort in to try to solve this. And we just can. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of cover yourself. Yeah, report back, report yeah. back your findings and then you yeah. basically let you know all the brain crumbs you didn't sweep up. Yeah, he already understands what the LAPD is going to find because the LAPD could Did be it. in his pocket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, hence, when he killed the three bad guys, he goes, the car got made. And so he killed all three guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, they botched the getaway and the car got made by a cop and thus it leads back. That's a bridge, That's a trail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no loose ends. It's the only clue, really, so far that we've seen. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, early predictions, I think that the, the, the church and the money going around all this is, are, are the biggest red flags right now. There's a reason that Robert Patrick's character is talking about this church and funding the, the, their means for this. And there's a reason there's, we see pictures and him take pictures of her, you know, sister Alice, you know, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then when you see him put all these pictures on the floor at the end on the, uh, under the rug, you know, there's her picture, you know, in the forefront. So, I mean, like, obviously th- that's going to be a key situation when it comes to all this. Who and else the, was expecting a secret room when we lifted up that rug at the very uh, end? I oh. look for the John Wick room right oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, where are we going with this? Yeah, Take yeah. me, Mason. Where's the Tommy gun you got <laughs> hidden under the floor? Yeah, really. <laughs> but no, we, we just get the cool collage that every detective ends up doing. I was like, eh, okay. I'll, I'll take, take it. it but. I'll deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he flips the ironing board. I think that's what that yeah. is. That's, <laughs> that nice little wooden and frame and everything. Moves yeah. it out of the way again. It's like he got in his own way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, oh, I didn't need that to go there. It was like... We've all done that, you know. Now, I, I do feel like there's a reason they introduced the Hollywood aspect of this, too. Because if you look at it, the, we'll just call him Chubby. Chubby shoe thrower is um, what we decided on. <laughs> like, guys, full sell it. He's being investigated. For moral? For moral stuff. Yeah. In his contract. So in his contract, he's supposed to keep a moral compass, it's, I guess. You know, it's just like football coaches now. I mean, like, if you if you do something that's outside of moral code or something that can be embarrassing to... The institution so like little, you work uh, for, little Bobby they can use that, that, that's, that's amino to remove you. I understand. I understand that. What I'm saying is, we we saw a couple things talking about where you see the dirty side of Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then you imagine whatever this church is, if they're big on the moral side, and how they would find the depravity of Hollywood actors and what they do in the dark and the yeah. secret stuff like that. So you can imagine there might be some even battle between them two you know what i'm saying radiant alliance of god yeah (laughs) no that's a good reason even the mother of the of the baby said that god's punishing Punishing her her. yeah you know for 
whatever being a failure or something, you know. So it's she like, doesn't know why yet or anything, but it's just yeah. God is disappointed in her, which was a really weird thing to say, and I guess to have some clarity. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily weird. Is that I, I think when you have something bad happen to you, you want to search for a reason why. I know, it, but I feel like I like think we, it has like point. We, I, like, I think like we always say, yeah. they don't show us nothing or tell us nothing for a reason you know what i mean it's like exactly like, why do you take pictures of sister alice in this house you know why do you take pictures i mean like everything is for a reason how cool is that camera like i mean oh, we were talking about set Kodak? pieces and everything yeah. man yeah. dual triggers because he's got one in the top right and the bottom right i didn't know if one was for flash and one without flash but see, that's but, probably what's cool and i would love to see the sets and the storage facilities you know oh you're filming something in the 30s Here's our, you know, thirty model cars mm. from from that era. Here's all the wardrobes. Here's all mm-hmm. the knickknacks and pistols and you know clothing. Uh, I mean, everything. All the snub noses that they're walking around with. Well, that's all they all used to yeah. walk around with. Was- Wait, here's another thing. Even the details of these of your early automatic uh, pistols. You saw how one jammed and wasn't it was misfiring yeah, twice. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, and that is man, like what do you call it? My dad taught me a long time. He showed me several of the old guns. Um, and uh, even had an, uh, an uncle that showed me, and that is synonymous with those weapons of the mm-hmm. time. And you know, so I mean, I, the, the details, man. I mean, the, the the red top on the lighter, the I mean, not the lighter, but the, the matchbox. matchboxes and the their attire, the even the flask, leather bound flasks, and the the crystal flask, all the little bitty details. Like I spent a lot of time watching it to see if I could catch something that made me think of modern era. And I couldn't. No. And I really, really couldn't. I mean, even down to the details of the proper light bulbs in the hallways, you know, where they were clear and you could see the wires. And I mean, all that stuff was really well done. So, I mean, the lighting was put off. It wasn't like the LED no. with these yeah, that light up no. the whole hallway or anything. It's so nice and dim in there. But, I mean, back to the flask, good old chubby shoe throwers had like a fucking leader, you know, flask yeah. sitting there in the movie theater. I was like, where do you even find something like a that? giant <laughs> That giant man requires oh, yeah. mass consumptions. Um, um, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know that there's like just a ton of things you could say about the first episodes. It's I, just laying the groundwork for certain characters. Oh, I mean, they just did a really good job doing it. I mean, foundation. Just, yeah. Perry Mason and his partner sitting there in the diner. You know, he's sitting there. It was like old school conversation. I'm just kind of reading the newspaper out loud. Let me know if something piques your interest, and then sitting there talking. Uses the knife. Get a nice little reflection of where Chubby Sheet Thrower is going, and just the following and everything. Like I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm extremely interested. I, th- I think they've they've started strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Only eight episodes, which I I'm leaning more towards that being good. I hate it podcasting wise, but just perfect length. I, I think we're gonna hit the nail right on the head but, for it. As long as they don't have fillers, you know what I'm saying? Like if we did ten episodes and we get two or three fillers. That, that that's 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 what's disappointing. I mean, we did a great, great show on HBO a little while back, The Outsider, in which I absolutely love the series. One of our most successful podcasts, one of the best shows in a long time on HBO. But even that great one had that a couple feels. episodes that we were like, oh, you could have cut 20 minutes out of this one and merged this and done that. And it would have been such a better pace and a better, you know, better digest mm-hmm. on, you know, um, so I'm I'm hopeful that this eight episodes is going to lead to us being like we don't lose pace, 
or we don't lose interest, if yeah. that makes sense. But I mean, even still going back to that, one of the cool things was we got a lot of shots that we got from the outsider in this show of double door frames, uh, just keeping it right there, letting people walk in and out of the frame. I mean, I think if anything, HBO hires the greatest directors, cinematographers yeah. there are. I mean, because they just, and the lighting guys, I give them all the props. I mean, they're just insanely good. And what's cool, too, is, is like you almost feel like the cinematographer is working through Perry's camera mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, the photo of the mom sitting on the bed, you know, and all that. I mean, she was silhouetted against the light, the windows. And I mean, like, all that stuff is cool as hell. You know what I mean? Um, and so they're just doing things. That the viewer can appreciate without knowing that they're appreciating it, is like you said. Yeah, and it, and I hope people appreciate. It. And I, I kind of am enjoying this more now, instead of a like just a star mm-hmm. of a show or a movie. Even I'll take this twenty character actors to fill a huge ensemble cast any day now. I mean, but you say that, but I mean, we've got Lithgow leading the way. Uh, but Lithgow's never been a leading man. Third Rock from the Sun, he was. Well, I mean, I'm thinking not about Dexter, a TV series. the villain. Not in a TV series. Well, Third Rock from the Sun was a TV series. I'm talking about like on a serious <laughs> drama. Yeah, no, Dexter. I, 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 I agree. Well, he's not a leading man, though. He was still a character. I mean, true. I mean, he was in every episode. Like He was fantastic. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, just, I see I, what you're saying. I'm though. just saying, yeah. I love seeing the Robert Patricks and the Lithgals and all. You know, Rise just, again from the Americans. I, I can't think of his name, but Perry Mason's partner. Oh yeah, yep, his yep. character's name is Pete, but I can't remember. It's just fantastic. Name. I mean, oh, just, all these guys are great. Fantastic. Stuff. Uh, and I'm already loving the Latin pilot. You <laughs> oh, know, we already talked about the sex scene, but she's just great anyway. Yep. Um, I think EB's but, secretary is going to be awesome. Yeah, the dirty cop yeah. is in a lot of stuff, and he's great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of I, I'm enjoying that. It's like because that make, that gives me kind of an attachment to more people. Absolutely. Versus just one star or one or two stars. You know and we're I mean? never going to be upset that somebody's not on screen. No, and no. There's, it shouldn't be dull moments. Mm-mm. No. Or bad acting moments. I mean, and when we go back to EB's secretary or whatever we want to end up calling her, but her just walking in, grabbing a book, we're like, ooh, what's she going for? New flask. Yeah, you know, she's not name. really doing they anything. They said her name in the damn day. It's like Stebby or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I forgot. But uh, I mean, she's not we'll like do a better really, job on that. Yeah. yeah. We're terrible with names. <laughs> Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Lithgal. Yeah. Uh, we might call him E.B. every once in a while. <laughs> well, even this, even the guy who plays the uh, the coroner, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Couldn't couldn't tell you his name to save his life. But even he, like what little scenes he had was perfect. He stole know? them. They, like just sitting there, like they're going through... Having little chit chats like, "Are you lonely or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, can we just get this tie and get on with it?" But I'm glad you brought him up because there's going to be something about that triple stabbing homicide that we saw at the very beginning that he wanted to look under, but he just didn't when he was looking for the tie. That's uh, that's going to work its way back into. Yeah, this. it's kind of a little tiny crumb they threw yeah, out. Yeah, a little nugget right there. Something they want you to forget about, I would say. And they're just like, "Oh wait, what does the murder have something to do with this?" But come episode three or four, yeah, that's going to be making its headway. I think we'll find out if there's a filler episode next episode. Because I think episode two is going to be the biggest opportunity for a filler episode. Because mm-hmm. like they've laid the groundwork, but now we have, I feel like, multiple more characters we still have to meet. But I mean, like, I don't even know how we're going to end up doing a filler because... I think a lot of it's going to end up working its way back in. Like when he's smoking the cigarette with... 
the wife and she's like, oh, you're in the military because of how you're hiding your ember and everything. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to get a military flashback sequence and stuff. So it's like, but that's the thing. A military flashback sequence will have nothing to do with the story. No. Zero. It will have nothing. It'll only be just character development. Perry's if character it's done development. Right. Yeah. So that's that's filler whether you like it or not. I mean, it is. It's awesome, probably. Yeah. It's probably going to be great. Um, I, mean, but, I just look at it different because like when we go to Westworld and we see, I forget, Caleb. Wasn't that his name? Yep. Caleb. Yep. His military flashback did nothing for me. Like it didn't even show me character development for him really. Whereas mm. with here, I think there's but a good his, chance we get that. His flashbacks actually had to do with the plot. This <sighs> Maybe. one this <laughs> one Oh, it did. Yeah. This one will have nothing to do with it. Just developing a No, I see what you're your saying. Your star. Yeah. Right. So I don't I'm not I'm not complaining, yeah. I promise you. It's just crazy to see well, you can't have tons of flashbacks and tons of because, like you said, it's Meandering. not going to have anything to do with the show. Because if it's only eight episodes, and they want this to be any kind of mystery at all, you know, if they want this to be a water cooler show, you can't you can't have a lot of that stuff. No. So I agree with you there. All right, things to focus on moving through this so far, based on what they've given us this episode. And to me, I think they've just, they've created some power players. Number one, we got the the, um, the head guy, of the Hollywood. You know, they're the one that you know the shakedown, put the Groucho. hot bear. Yeah, you know, put the hot something. Patrick, hot. You know, he looks like Groucho Marx. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and of course, that also includes you know Red, their future actress, and all that stuff. Which were we surprised Perry Mason got shook down that easily and everything? Like he knew something was about to happen once big guy came, stood behind him, but he didn't take his partner with him, which I thought was weird. His partner is not a physical. He's not involved. Okay, in he helps him. His partner was just there for the money. I mean, I want somebody that's a little bit more involved. If you're getting a fifty-fifty split, I don't know about y'all, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I think he. I was fully expecting him to punch yeah. one of them. Yes, I actually was expecting him to get out of that situation. But that's the thing. I think that would have been predictable which is what we were all thinking was going to happen to me if you're strapped and you see big fella coming in with his sleeves rolled up i'm already pulling that piece like i don't know what you had planned on here uh, if you ain't got money i'm walking out the door yeah i mean that's I'm just shooting me. big guy yeah. first <laughs> yeah, really. i'm gonna put some pinholes in a couple yep. you know yep. or whatever you're gonna know you were in a fight exactly <laughs> but i mean you're also in a movie thing so maybe you can't really sh- pull a trigger but also he needs the money. Yes. He's also the only reason his partner will get any money. You see how bad he feels mm-hmm. after he has to tell his friend, hey, I, I overplayed nothing. it. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you act like a fool, yeah, you don't even get the 200 Yeah. You know, now he only gets the $1. You know, it's just, I mean. It's yeah. bad all the way around. Yeah, he's, he was kind of up the creek either way. Yeah, he was in a lose-lose. Kinda. I think we're going to get the 600 by the end of the show, but I'm just intrigued to see where it's going to unfold. I'm hoping at some point he comes back to this. Oh, yeah, he's going to come back to this. We're not done with and this. And just pistol whips Groucho. <laughs> <in the teeth. laughs> I'm down with that. You don't have much to pistol whip with those old snub noses, though. But, right. to, but to tell you the truth, is Perry a good guy when he was doing what he was doing? He was shaking them down. He, he was paid two hundred dollars yes. to find Chubby doing something. Yeah. He withheld the other photos 
to show at the when he had leverage to well, put out there for more money. That's shaking him down. That's just the way it yeah, is. I mean, it was an uh, opportunity. Is like he wasn't planning on that happening. It's a shakedown. It's a shakedown. Yeah. He was even saying he was saying Tadler will give me that for sure. Yeah, I can wreck your upcoming star. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a gray area. Yeah, you know what he's doing is very much a gray area. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like it's a very fluctuating price. So yeah. the next power player is going to definitely be the church. And I can probably say Robert Patrick's mixed in with that. Obviously, that's going to be the big one like that. And then, of course, I'm going to say, now we have a dirty cop, but do we want to say the dirty cop is representative of the LAPD or judicial system is being the the next power play? I don't feel like the detective, his partner, is in on this. Okay. Okay. All right. I can go with that. I don't believe he is. Because he's full-fledged going to get Dotson for this, right? Well, and yeah, he's up for see, a big promotion, and maybe looking, mayor he, or something, or maybe just captain. Yeah, he's looking to crack this case for political gain. So it's like, uh, I don't see good. him Holcomb. being on it. Yeah. Um, so but, you think Holcomb's a kind of a good cop who's just trying to work his way up? I and, think so. I think there's a reason why he calmed his partner down. There's a reason why he's not. He's that, offering Mason money, yeah, not, not trying to. Yeah, he's not that mad that he's there. You know what I mean? He actually looks at him as a good thing. He's like, hey, he's going to do our job for us. Make sure that yeah. we've dotted the I's, crossed the T's. Well, I mean, he gave him big something. Yeah. You know? Well, so. he tried to give him something and then <laughs> yeah. got three people murdered. So, Yeah. One guy. Attempted murder, fall to a <laughs> horrific death. Yeah. Exorcist style. Oh, <laughs> Paris Terry. And like, I don't know what he was thinking because it, it, if you know you can't make that clean, the guy's walking behind you, Terminator style, with a gun. Shoot you in the back. Yeah. You're hanging there. I mean, like, you were screwed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like. You know. I think when you're shot, though, and you're scared, you probably just. I mean, probably adrenaline, but I mean, I would still think a little <laughs> bit more fight than flight. I don't know. Like, I mean, try to hide beside something. Well, knock look, him let's put it this way. Thank you, HBO, for doing a non stereotypical death of a bad guy. Oh, very true. You know I, mean? I like that the gun jammed, misfired twice, right. so he had to stomp the dude's neck oh, to get him to brutal. die. You know? Well, when he lifted his hand up, and it's all that <laughs> gushing, yeah, yeah, gushing out. Neck, I mean, yeah. well, I yeah. mean, not only that, then we have the guy not just fall flat, he died on some stairs. Like, yeah. that was good. something jagged to land on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was a nice fall. Yeah. Uh, tough to see the baby, the you know, cool in the special effects, but tough to see the both moving times. of the stitch and the. Well, the first one, the first time you saw the baby with the stitched eyes, I was, it had shock value, but I was like, it was so quick, I I didn't get the effect. But when they showed this one, the blue and the yeah. eyes, I was it, it was it was quick. Well, and me and Jake thought it was uh, crosses yeah. above the eyes, not even just stitch clothes. Like yeah, it was just the stitch knot is mm-hmm. what it was. And the thing is, is like, were they, did they stitch the eyes? So when they showed the baby, it looked like the baby's eyes were open and alive. Or do they do it for some other creepy reason? Don't know yet. I think creepy reason. I'm going with creepy. Like there's a message in there for something. Yeah. But like going back to the second time we see the baby, the buildup of it was phenomenal. Oh yeah. Because like it's a slow pull out. We're sitting there with the thing with the uh just the, sheet over it for an extra the five, long ten seconds. Pause of him holding the camera. Camera just looking at it and you Ugh. see his like soul drain out of his eyes. And then we get it. Man, that is so well done. Yeah. It's it's showing what any person with a child mm-hmm. you know 
would feel. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, then his like, mood, his entire character changes after that. I mean, that's when he goes completely dark with the shake down, gets burnt by the gun, super drunk oh, trying to call spirals. the XY. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As anybody least. should. Like, yeah. Yeah. To say the least, he spirals. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Last thing. So, of course, he has a long distance call. I can't speak to his son. He gets pissed off. He takes a he takes a he takes a bat to the fire truck that evidently he was. That's what he sent his son to get returned mm-hmm. in the mail. And they don't make him so well. You no. Know, and um, the whole nine yards. What sparks him to get up, knock the ironing board out of the way, lift the rug up, and put all these pictures there for him to look at it? What what changed right then? You follow what I'm saying? She like, had said something. She said something. And I can't remember what it was now. Was it something about kids or I'm trying to remember what she had said before she left. I think she said something about Poppy. Yeah. Like good night Poppy or something like that. Uh something about dad, you know. Which probably focused him, you know what I mean, or something maybe on like you know, solve this for this little baby or whatever. I don't know. I mean, which going back to Poppy, uh, Jake is convinced that stair guy is the dad. Dotson. Dotson. I was until I looked up the INDB and I saw that that dad is in six episodes. Okay. So I'm assuming it's not him. <laughs> okay. So he's uh, off that train. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. Because- but admit that what the guy says he said, I should have run when I saw what they did to Charlie. Yeah. Bad guys don't know the name of the baby or anything. Or they may know it, but they're not like talking about it like it's their, their nephew own. or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's not necessarily personal or anything. Right. To say the kid's name like that is a personal thing. Well, here's the thing. And he looks like the damn dad. Well, Perry yeah. Mason said... They would have to know when this kid goes to bed, when he's bathed, when this other stuff. It's when like the inside himself. job, somebody who knows him inside the family. Mm-hmm. For all you know, that is the guy based on him saying, like he's talking about the kid by name. Good point. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm assuming maybe he looks a little bit like the dad because... He might be an uncle. He's a brother. Yeah. Uncle or somebody. For all you know, it's the, it's the mother's brother. You name yeah. it. Somebody who's in on it. And that's why he's freaking out over the situation because he's the one who feels the most guilt about everything. And he's the one who mentions the eyes. and All, all that plays into par. And the all-encompassing they. I should have run when I saw what they, they did. did to Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, And then the other two guys are like, well, you didn't. Did you kill her? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's like... Which great job of them calling see, him killer and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Underused name. I gotta tell you, man. Like when when you say the word "they" and when you think about what power plays we have in play on this show, like that, it makes me feel like the church was is involved with this child's death. Oh, the church is one hundred percent involved in this. I mean, like directly involved, and the 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 stitches on the eyes are some form of symbolism or something. I I don't know the full angle, but I am that's just that itch I have right now that this. This radiant alliance, of whatever it is, is is definitely at the heart of all this. Because if you want a kidnapping and ransom kept quiet, mm-hmm. you don't kill the baby. No. Or deface it. Well, you just don't kill the baby. You get your money. They have no idea who you are. And you leave it at that. And everybody's happy. You get the baby back. Money's gone. The, mom, the parents don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. 
because they'd be in fear. Yep. You wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Probably still wouldn't be able to sleep at night. But it's like you never kill the baby if you just want to get away with it. You know what I'm saying? So, But, I mean, and we still got to get back to where we got the $100,000 to pay for the kid's yeah, life. That's a big red flag. And, I mean, the, these are two dollar fresh minted $2 bills and everything. Well, I think it's pretty much assumed that the church fronted the money but like, they, to ransom it. So why would the church be the one to hurt the child? Not sure. Unless they want some kind of publicity. But it's like, even if you front it for the ransom, like why are you giving a random family a hundred K? A member of the church. He's a yeah. member of the church. Still. Like, I've been, I, know. I know what you're saying. Well, here's the other thing. Is that you, we think Robert Patrick is in cahoots with the church, but for all you know, that he's a deep pocket contributor but maybe he wants an outside entity investigating this because he thinks maybe the church is behind this. And he might have been the one that funded the money or whatever. And he wants to find out why. He looked pretty devout to me. Yeah. Very possible. But you just never know. Yeah. I mean, you never know. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of possible angles here. They haven't given us enough information about certain characters. We haven't even met Sister Alice yet. And so I'm, you know, I'm sure she's going to be a very prominent character. So, like I said, episode two could give us a lot of direction. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Guys, as always, y'all be checking us out on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, that's at Bleed TV Podcast. For and both of them. Yeah. And if you want to send us an email, we, we do email correspondence back and forth. If you've been with our pods before, trust me, we answer just about every single email. We get a whole bunch of them. We take the time to do so. Um, and that is at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. Um, if you enjoyed the show, I uh, really appreciate you listening. Uh, Please really give us a review. Yeah, uh, subscribe. And uh, if you can hit us up with a five-star review and a few words uh, on iTunes, that helps us out a big time. And it uh, just means a lot. We love going through them and talking to each other, sending each other messages. Like, oh, yeah. did you see the last review? Yeah, so and plus it helps us for a search engine and it promotes us. And since we're a free and ad-free uh, show, uh, that's the best paycheck we can receive. Um, but I think we're going to call tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to episode two, which will probably be called chapter, chapter two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. I don't know why you would name one chapter one. <laughs> but anyway, we some weird things. Yeah. We're going to call tonight. So this is bleed TV and I'm Zach. I'm Jake and I'm cash. And we'll see y'all next week.